Well, y'all are quiet, so we're just going to start. <laughs> y'all weren't supposed to get quiet till 6 o'clock. Uh, I just want to say a few thank yous. First to this choir behind me. They have worked so very hard. I'm not going to apologize for the trips you've made to Monroe and heard that CD over and over and over again. Your children probably could sing it better than you could. But uh, I appreciate their hard work. You know, I'm the one that gets up here and flaps my arms and looks good. But uh, without a choir behind me, I would look kind of foolish. So uh, I thank the choir for their hard work. I thank the people, the teens that have come and babysat these kids so we could practice. I appreciate y'all. And the sound men and the technicians and Kenneth and Jeff and Trey, they just, I don't understand it all. They just have to do it. I just say, this is what I want done. Um, You see on the screens that there's pictures of years gone by, uh, I think from the 60s up, um, of where people's story began. And no, it didn't start in the baptistry, but it did. that is telling you that their story did begin. And, um, and there's a reason that our story can begin, and that is about a little bitty baby that was born one day that lived and died for our sins. He rose again, he's coming again. And that's what we're going to sing about tonight. And my prayer is, my prayer has been through this whole cantata, that if you cannot go back and tell where your story began, that after tonight you can. I hope and pray that you will be convicted that you need to ask Jesus into your heart and be saved. Christmas. It's a season of celebration, the timeless story of a Savior wrapped in swaddling clothes, the hope of mankind lying in a manger, God Himself reaching down to man as the Word became flesh and came to dwell among us. Christ has come. Hallelujah. This is the joyous news of the Gospel. Is it any wonder we celebrate?
Down through the centuries, kingdoms have come and gone. Rulers have risen and fallen, yet through it all, one king and one kingdom remain steadfast and eternal. Who is this king of glory? He is Emmanuel, God with us. Our redemption clothed in our humanity, eyes of compassion that look beyond our weaknesses. And yet, still a king, strong and mighty. The story first proclaimed by a host of angels to some shepherds on a hillside is now ours to share, and so we do. We join our voices with believers throughout time and from every nation and tongue proclaiming, this is our story, the blessed story of Christmas. Wow. 
began when I was 12 years old. During an invitation at a revival meeting in Greenville, South Carolina, I thought I needed to go up front. But there's one thing I didn't do. I did not ask for Christ to come into my heart. So in my 30s, it started bothering me that I wasn't saved. I argued with myself for about two years. During a revival, the preacher made the death and resurrection so clear, and it really touched me, but I still wasn't saved. But the Holy Spirit kept dealing with me. Then one night, Steve was at the deer camp, and I was reading my Sunday school lesson in bed. And the Holy Spirit was dealing with me, so I just stopped right then. And I bowed and asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and to forgive me for all my sins. And I have felt secure ever since. The Bible teaches that God has a purpose for our lives. I prayed for God to let me know my purpose. We had several children and young people have specials. It touched my heart that encouraging children was something I could do. I love all the children and teens at Promised Land Church, especially my third and fourth grade Sunday school class. I pray that I can make a difference in their life. Mark 10.14 says, Jesus said, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not... For such is the kingdom of God. I was the youngest of five of a God-fearing parents. Finished high school and started to work the same month that I graduated. I was very blessed to have a Christian husband for about 48 years. Then God called him home. And two years later, he placed another Christian man in my life. I was blessed to be called mother for 27 years, a son named Mark, that went to be with the Lord in 1990. Now for my salvation. I was raised to honor God and attended church with my family. At about 12 years of age, <clears throat> excuse me, I walked the aisle because all my friends did. I thought it was cool and the thing to do. Then, at about the age of 24, I became very convicted that I was not saved when I walked the aisle. When it would bother me most of all is when I would get in my car to drive. In fact, I would get very nervous and upset. And one afternoon, I just pulled over on the side of the road and asked God into my life. And since then, I've had this warm, fuzzy feeling that God is my creator. He sent His only Son for me. And friends, that's where my story began. My name is Bruce Jones. I was born on June 7, 1954. The first time I was born. The second time I was born, 
was at Calvary Mission Baptist Church in Hamburg. It was on a Sunday night, February 11, 1968. I was sitting on the far right side, probably about four, five, six rows back, and uh, Brother Thomas Judd was the pastor and was preaching. I don't remember the sermon, but it seemed like a lifetime before he ever got through to offer that invitation. He uh, he preached and he preached. Of course, the Holy Spirit done dealt with me for so long, and I just had my mind that I was going to go with that owl. Well, finally, I, I, all I knew that when he got through, I was going to go up there and talk to him, tell him I need to be saved. But, because I didn't want to die and go to hell. And the Holy Spirit worked on me, and finally the invitation was given. I went to talk to Brother Judd, and I don't remember what was said. All I remember is I was saved that night. I was 13 years old, and I hadn't done a whole bunch of bad things, you know. Kids gonna be do bad things, but I hadn't killed nobody. Devil kept telling me that you ain't killed nobody, you ain't robbed no store. But it didn't matter because I was lost and I needed to be saved. We're all born with this Adamic spirit. We're all born sinful, and Jesus paid our price for our sins on Mount Calvary. All we have to do is confess our sins to Him and call upon Him and call upon Jesus, and He'll save us. Now I was baptized. March 10th, 1968, about a month later. I've been saved for 48 years, and Jesus has never left me. If you're lost, please be saved tonight before it's everlasting too late. For years, I didn't know the date I was saved or baptized. I recently found it in my mom and dad's family Bible. It didn't matter when I was saved. It mattered that I was saved. It all began for me at Calvary Missionary Baptist Church in 1968, almost 48 years ago. I praise God that my parents raised me in church, set the right example for me and my two brothers. There's so much to be thankful for. And that's where it all began for me. I grew up in a little white country church about seven miles west of Portland in the Mount Pleasant community. Brother Raymond Carpenter was our pastor then. One Wednesday night, as I sat through prayer meeting, I got more and more miserable as the service went on. The minute it was over, I went straight to Brother Raymond and asked him, could we talk? And we went over into the Sunday school room there off the sanctuary and we began to talk and I told him I knew I wasn't saved and that I needed to ask Jesus to come into my heart. Right there in that Sunday school room in that little white country church, I asked Jesus to forgive me and to come into my heart. I was a very young teenager, and we had a great youth group that I grew up in, led by David and Iris Brooks. I learned a lot of scripture during that time and developed a lot of leadership skills through that youth group that I still carry with me today. And that's where my story began. Uh, Many years ago, I can remember talking with Brother Sperlin behind the Ashley Life Building where my mother worked. I was probably five or six, maybe seven years old. And I guess for some reason I thought that when he prayed that day that I was, you know, good to go or saved, I guess you would say. I I didn't realize till later that I guess I was doing that because someone else was doing it and I just kind of thought it was the thing to do at the time, you know. My story really began 
then at a very young age because you know we were always in church. We took part in BTC, mission rally, youth rally, everything. I started going to church camp when I was eight years old with my Uncle Jerry Carter in Warren. I was too young to go without a parent or an adult to look over me. And the last time that I went to a church camp was probably when Matthew was 12. And so I went for probably 25 years or so nonstop, either as a camper or a counselor. I got to witness people change their lives. I had the opportunity to witness to people and help lead them to the Lord. But I never actually really thought about my own salvation. I could tell someone all day how to be saved, but I guess I never was actually saved until December 2000. Brother Kitty Williams preached a sermon about remembering the day, remembering the time when you asked Jesus into your heart. And I remember that Mary John and I were laying in the bed at home and I couldn't get it out of my mind about not remembering the time, not remembering the day, not remembering anything about my own experience of salvation. So, I got up, came down to see Brother Kenny. We talked a little while. And I remember that I prayed that night and from then on there was no doubt in my mind that I was saved and if something were to happen to me that I would be in heaven and not in hell. Not sure exactly what can go along with a testimonial service, but I would like to challenge anyone that hears this or sees this to go up to a young person, go up to an old person, ask them how their story began. You'll be surprised how it will make them feel, and you'll be surprised how it makes you feel. Thanks. Gabriel ever spoke God's promise to Mary, and long before she would join Joseph on their pilgrimage to Bethlehem, or wise men would follow a star in the east, God was already at work in the story of mankind. Scripture tells us in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was spoken through prophets of the old covenant and fulfilled through the faithfulness of a young girl. If the question is why, then surely the answer could only be love. A message so simple, so ordinary, and yet so profound. It goes deeper than just acknowledging God's love for us. The season itself reminds us that God is love. And it was out of that love for you and for me that He would send His only begotten Son. That's where our story began. It was a humble beginning that weary night in Bethlehem When prophets had spoken 
echoed all the way to shepherd man. Seems so familiar, still comes alive every time we think of that first Christmas night. That's where the story began. From heaven to earth, from God unto man, born in a manger to conquer the our Lord, and we sing the old carols like we've never sung them before, like we've never sung them before. That's where the story began, from heaven to earth, from God unto man, born in a manger. Say, that's where the story 
road had taken him Cause never in a million lives Would he have dreamed of Bethlehem And standing at the manger He saw with his own eyes The message from said why me I'm just a simple man of trade why him with all the rulers in the world why him inside a stable filled with hay why her she's just an had come as he deserved there would have been no Bethlehem no lowly shepherds at his birth but Joseph knew the reason love had to reach so far and as he
Even as the world waited for Messiah to come, they failed to live in the expectation and were caught unaware. As the promise cried out from the manger, many failed to see how God had kept His promise. He came in unexpected ways to unexpected people in an unexpected place, even coming as a child when He could have come as a king. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. A monarch's robe, a crown of gold, no one could have blamed him if he came to earth as he deserved and let the world proclaim him as the king of kings and lord of lords prince of peace and so much more he knew the kind of savior we star he wanted us to see the way he came though we could not deserve it still he came with outstretched arms of mercy reaching down from heaven's throne like a world that never knows changed my life and I am still 
2,000 years have come and gone since the God of creation breathed life into a Bethlehem stable. With the tender sound of a baby's cry, darkness was forever defeated, for light had come. But just as the story did not begin in Bethlehem, so it does not end there either. For 33 years, the promise would live and breathe and walk among us, eventually shedding His own blood on a cruel cross to satisfy the debt for our iniquities. Because of His sacrifice, you and I can live with the confidence that we are not alone. We have been called to be part of a story bigger than what we could have ever dreamed or imagined on our own. Now we have been entrusted to take this message of hope to a world wandering, lost, and alone. Hope has come, and His name is Jesus. More than just a story barred from the scrolls of history, the Savior waits even now to enter into your brokenness. For His life is our hope, His gift, His story is our story. Are you ready for the Christmas that He longs for you to experience? Remembered memories made. Hope is rising, hope is fleeting on this Christmas day. Prayers are whispered, prayers unspoken, eyes are shining, children play. Faith is done. Christmas Day. Tell the lonely God is with us. Tell the dying life has come. Tell the broken there's a healer. Tell the orphan there's a home. Snow is falling.
coon dog that's been stuck in a dog box and it's time to go hunting now but I'm not going to give it all to you but I'm glad that I can go back to when the story began as I sat there this evening I'm just humbled by what God has done in my life and I think about where the story began I thought about Paul one of the greatest men of the Bible he had a beginning And it all started there on the road to Damascus. He was going to kill Christians. And there on the road to Damascus, he met Jesus. And later on in his ministry, he's telling Timothy about what he used to be. And he he was telling him, he said, Before I was a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I love what he said. He said, But I obtained mercy. He said, But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. He said, In the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. And I love this verse. Listen to this. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all exception that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. As I sat there tonight, I thought about where my story began there on my knees as a 13-year-old boy leaned over my mom and daddy's bed. And I can't tell you everything that I said that day. I can't tell you everything and and all about that experience because a lot of times we want to go back and we want to think about what we did that day. But it's not about what I did that day. It's about what God did that day. It's not about a certain amount of words. It's not about walking down an aisle. It's not about a preacher. It's about us humbling ourselves and saying, God, I can't do it, but I need you to do it for me. And I can't tell you every word that was said that day, and I can't tell you everything my daddy or my mama said, but I can tell you what God did that day. He came into that 13-year-old boy's heart and He saved his soul. He got a hold of me that day and He saved me. I'm not as sure of a lot of things. But I'm sure of this, Jesus saved my soul. Not based on what I did, but based upon what He did. That's where my story began. I want to share something with you. We're going to have a hymn of invitation. I'm going to ask you all to get ready for a hymn of invitation, if you would. There's a lady by the name of Ruthie there in Texas where I pastored there for ten years. She came and she brought her son. And Ruthie had a rough upbringing. She did not have the fancy of things like we do. She had a rough upbringing. There were six, seven, eight of those kids. They were rough, rough, rough. Didn't know a lot about love. But somehow or another, God brought her to our church. She had her little boy. I'm going to say she's in her mid-40s maybe. She brought her little boy, 10, 12 years old. And our youth director led him to the Lord one day. She come in and she chewed me up and chewed me down. And she said, I can't believe my boy got saved. 
And I said, well, that's just a start. I said, you need to get saved. And she said, you look at me. She said, my mama went to hell. My daddy went to hell. And I'm going to go with them. And I said, well, your boy's not going there. I said, you might, but Jorge's not going to hell. He's going to heaven. Three years, three years, she kept coming to church. Kept coming to church, meaner than a snake. She'd chew me up and chewed me out. And one Wednesday night, I was down on my knees, and she, the Lord put her on my heart so bad, and I was praying for her, and I didn't know why. Come out of my office, and I seen her coming down the hall crying. This woman's never cried in her life. She come down just crying. I said, get in here. I said, what's wrong? She said, I'm dying and I'm going to hell. She said, Jorge's going to hell, or going to heaven, and I want to go with him. I said, Ruthie, you've got to pour your heart out. You've got to open yourself up to God and let Jesus save you. She said, I don't know the words. I said, just talk to Him. He knows your heart. Pour your heart out. That woman got on her face, never cried before in her life, and she poured her heart out sobbing, Jesus saved me. Jesus saved me. Praise God, that day Jesus saved her. And Jesus changed her. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus came into her life and got a hold of her and in doing something with her like I've never seen before. It's not about the preacher. It's not even about this choir. It's about Jesus. That's why we're here. Because we can all go back to that time and not tell you what we said but tell you what Jesus said. And not tell you what the preacher did, but tell you what God did in our hearts and life. That glorious day that we humbled ourselves and heaven opened up to us. And that sweet Holy Spirit came in and indwelled us. I can tell you this, it's good to be saved. It's great to be saved. And I don't apologize for being saved. I don't apologize for saying the name Jesus. People say, that offends me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) It's the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. you got a decision to make today. Would you trust in Him? It's in order in this place to be saved. I want to invite you to stand very quiet, very reverent. Very quiet, very reverent. What page? Page 399. As we sing, if you've never been saved, would you come? Let me show you how to be saved tonight.